1: Today is Friday, March 25th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 453, featuring the voice of the Celtics, Mike Gorman, is powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Here we are, another new addition of Celtics Beat, second one within a week. We appreciate it. Look, we're, we're, when when things are good, when things are fun, it just makes us <laughs> want to keep talking about this team. Adam Kaufman, Evan Valenti, and of course, our very special guest, kind enough to join us multiple times throughout the season, Mike Gorman, television voice of the Celtics, going back, boy, I mean, four decades, basically. A Hall of Famer, <laughs> recognized by the Hall in Springfield. How are you, Mike? I'm good, thank, thank you. How are you doing? I'm great. I, I, how could I possibly be bad with what's going on with this team?
2: That's right. Well, that's exactly right. I, I I can't ever recall seeing a turnaround like this. I mean, maybe there has been one by any, I'm talking about anybody paying, uh, be it baseball, football, or suddenly playing half their season and being no better than a 500 team at best. And all of a sudden the second half of the season, they 21 and four or 21 and three or something, in the first 24 games. And, and, and not just getting lucky. I mean, beating people, beat people over the right. head with the ball, you know, and winning, getting out in front. It's fun. One of the things I remember most about the, the 80s Celtics, and and not to go comparing teams, but what, one thing they would do is, we did all the home games and I didn't go out on the road. So they they would just destroy people at home all the time. And they'd get like an 18 or 20 point lead in the first quarter. And then it'd be 17 at the half and we'd go to 16 after three and then win by 19, you know, and what they did, they never let anybody back into games. There were no such things as, you always hear people talking say and say, "Well, this team's got one or two runs. Uh, that. Um, <laughs> one, one or two runs left in them. Um, there are no runs. The game the other night, they got about twenty on uh, on cold, not uh, Utah, Utah. And, and, and the Jazz were never in it. Never in it. Never got, never got it even close to single digits. Forget about making a run at it. Um, so." The Celtics have margin of victory in the last like ten games, something like twenty five points a game. So, uh, can they keep this up? Why not? You know, you, you, certainly we would have said if we were doing this ten games ago, they probably can't. Then all of a sudden, it would be ten to zero and would look bad. So, I, I don't see any reason why they can't continue to do this. Um, we'll see uh, Sunday. It's a pretty good team from Minnesota coming in. They haven't been good in the past, but they seem to be pretty good this year um memphis is still on the schedule last game of the year that may not be mean anything to either side um but that's a very good team they're playing too milwaukee chicago has really hit the skids i don't know what's going on there but they just seem to be losing every game um so uh yeah i i i, I think it's going to be interesting over these next couple of weeks to see if they can keep this up but i don't see any reason they can't then um you get some momentum going in the playoffs it's a whole, you know, the, the thing is, people forget when you go to the playoffs, it's, it could be like 25 or 30 more games you play over the mm-hmm. course of t- a month or two. So it's, it really is like a second season. Um, and they sure have had a good, uh,
1: prep for that second season right now. It is wild. Like you mentioned, obviously, the half season turnaround that, that we've experienced here. And I, I saw somebody tweeting out the other day, sort of what you're talking about. Like, when's the last time somebody can think of something like this? And a couple of the ones that sort of came to my mind and, and, I don't remember those seasons well enough to remember if there was some big in-season move, but I really don't think there was. You think of the St. Louis Blues, you know, the year they came back and they beat the Bruins in the cup. They were a, a floundering team until January. Obviously the, uh, I think it was the year before the baseball, uh, shortened season that that we had because of the pandemic 2019 Mm -hmm. that the nationals went out you know they were the worst team in the national league until uh you know july or
0: whatever it was
1: and then came on the world series they were a wagon but to your point like we never see this you know this was a team Grandy was having fun with this on Twitter the other day, the, the whole, you know, how it started, how it's going. This team, it took 47 games, Mike, to win their first 23. And they've won 23 of their last 27. It's absolutely yeah. insane what they've been up to, obviously. And so, uh, you know, now just a game and a half out of first in the East, they're, you know, it's, it's still, Crowded, obviously, but Miami is, is starting to kind of fall apart just a, a little bit. Injuries have contributed to that. But you know, as we saw, there's, there's some attitude issues on, on that bench as well. So I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, you know, are you ready to say not just that this team has the ability to go to the NBA finals, but that yeah. it will go to the NBA finals? Are you, are you ready to get on that hill yet? I'll I tell you this. I'll be surprised if they don't make the Eastern conference finals.
2: I'll be very surprised that they, they'll, they'll get, have to be upset by somebody to for that to happen, uh, which again, seems crazy to say a month ago or two months ago. But um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to put, say the, the, anything less than the NBA finals would be a disappointment. I think anything less than the Eastern conference finals right now would be a disappointment um, because I think this, you know, they have a great record against these teams that are in front of them. It's not like these teams beat them up all year long. It's just the reverse is true. So they're going to go in a confident bunch, um, They've got a great player in Tatum who seems to get better as the season goes on. Um, certainly has shown us his ability to pass the ball and how well he can pass the ball. He puts his mind to it. Um, Brown is, you know, consistently does something which is really good and that he's a first quarter player by nature. He just gets the team going quickly all the time. And that's, that's been a big help for this team that used to fall behind on the first quarter all the time. So um they got all the right pieces. Everybody's playing well. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Nobody's trying to do more than they can. Um, Marcus Smart has, he's, you know, he's the glue of this club and people don't say what they want. He, when, when trading deadline went by and he hadn't been traded, I, I just, I literally did a dance. I mean, that, because <laughs> I thought they'd chart if he left. Um, and now with him there and probably going to be there for the long haul, um, I, I just think they've got a unique player in him. They got a good bench coming in now. People again know their roles. They come out, they play their roles, and don't try to do more than that. Um, uh, Rob, as Williams has really emerged as a terrific player. I mean, really a terrific game-changing type of player. Um, and and his minutes get longer every time he plays. Um, so I mean, he's they just have a lot of answers. I guess what I'm trying to say they have, they have a lot of strong answers. to the questions is how do you, how do you do in the playoffs? And everybody says, well, the playoffs mean defense. Well, this team has been practicing and playing defense for quite some time. So it's not going to be a flip the switch and suddenly we play defense thing. This is something they've been doing for quite a while. So um, and doing quite successfully. So um, and it's a long winded answer to your question. But um, I would say Eastern Conference Finals, anything less a disappointment. And if they got to the NBA Finals right now, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, I, I wouldn't be all that surprised.
1: Well, to that point, Ev, I, I think it's good that, you know, Mike acknowledged this. Others have started too as well. I think it's good that we're moving the goalposts for this team. We should be. We shouldn't just be. Oh, yeah. After what we've seen over the last couple of months, we shouldn't, you know, if, if this team should happen to go down in round two of the playoffs, let's say, we shouldn't be sitting there mm-hmm. saying, well, you know, this is about where people expected them to be at the start of the year. No, it's, expectations have changed.
0: No question. no question. No question about that. But the thing with me is, and as everybody tries to play, though, what position do you want? Like, what seed do you want in the playoffs? Um, <laughs> there is lurking the, you know, the the 2-3 scenario where you have to play Giannis and the Bucks that I'm a little scared of um, before the Eastern Conference Finals. And that's really the only scenario where I see that, you know, it – both of these teams are, are really excellent on both sides of the ball, and they're both spearheaded by guys that are very difficult to guard. Tatum is proving every game that he's just an absolutely wonderful all-around player. The vision's there, the handle's there, the shot-making's there, the, the leadership is there, the defensive stuffs. I mean, it's all there. Meanwhile, on the other side, you have Giannis, who, by the way, just dropped 50 points in a game six of the NBA Finals not so long ago. That is the guy I'm worried about, of anybody in the Eastern Conference. And whenever you play that particular team, you know, if if it's the second round and the 2-3 matchup, that's tough. If it's the NBA, if it's the Eastern Conference Finals, that's tough too. But this team has really done an amazing job once the calendar hit 2022 to just be a completely different focused team. As Mike alluded to in terms of getting out to good starts, that Jazz game was maybe the best start I've maybe ever seen in a basketball game by a basketball team. I mean, seven minutes into the game is twenty-eight to twelve, and they haven't missed a shot. And I think they had ten makes and nine assists. It's like, yeah, that's exactly how you draw up a start to yeah. a game, and it's just the energy level's different. the 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 the, the quotes are of the locker room are different. Uh, you're seeing a, a different side of email. I mean, everything has just clicked, and that switch that people always refer to that not everybody can turn on. Well, the Celtics found a way to turn that thing on. They haven't they haven't let up since. And I, when you look at this team and the balance it's, it's remarkable. And the only thing, I think Mike had a great way to put it. It's, you know, the, people had a lot of questions to ask and they've answered a lot of them. And I think that's right. And my question for Mike, as we move forward here is what other questions do we have to ask this team before it's like, yeah, this is the, the only thing I think is holding this team back. And Mike, I, you and Scal, the other night, you could every time Derek White took a shot, it was like, oh, just please go in because that's the last piece here. The last yeah. piece is Derek White hitting shots yeah. and then they're, we're really running here. Is, is that really it? Is it just like a consistent 10, 12 points from Derek White and this team's unstoppable or is there other things that we might have to answer?
2: Well, again, I think everybody has to play up to what they've done so far. I I think that Grant Williams off the bench has to be a physical force in the game, a guy who can go out and uh, bother Giannis for a long period of time. If he gives up six fouls doing it, so what? But um, he'll go out and have to body people and get together with people that way. Um, You know, again, White making shots certainly would be nice. I I just want to see him make shots initially, so – I can see the frustration on his face. I mean, he doesn't take bad shots. It's not like he's taking bad shots. He's taking good shots. They're just not going down. They rattle around, they come out. So um, I, I just think that again, if everybody sticks to what they do best and does what they do best, it doesn't try to do more, um, which I think is a danger a little bit for the younger guys because they want to win so badly um, that if things get tight, they might want to depart from what has got them there to try to go one-on-one again. I think that, it's a bad habit that still is exists in, in, on this team. I saw a little bit of the other night against the Jazz late. People stopped start, start passing the ball Instead of just trying to go one-on-one. You can't do that. One of the things I was thinking, though, as you gave that scenario of the different teams, I can't remember a time where everybody is so dependent on one guy. You take, you take, obviously, Tatum away from the Celtics, and we're not talking about any chances they have. You take Jimmy Butler away from Miami, they're not going anywhere without him. You take Giannis away from the Bucks. see you later, they're not going anywhere without him. You take Embiid away from the Sixers, they're not going anywhere. So all these teams that would like to see playoff when they're all healthy, no one is going to make it through that whole thing. I didn't mention Durant. No one's going to make it through that whole thing and never get hurt. So that's going to be the big thing. Who's going to go down in that bunch? And the Embiid and the um, uh, Butler and the Tatum and the uh, – uh, oh, I'm leaving out somebody. But you, you know what I'm saying. is They're all mm-hmm. driven by one man. And if, they aren't, um, if that guy goes down, then that's the gift. Everybody says, you don't want to play New Jersey. Not New Jersey. You don't want to play Brooklyn. Um, I, I don't care if you play Brooklyn. Play, you're going to have to get through Brooklyn at some point. Play him right away. Mm. Um, you know. And I, I'm not sure that's all going to work out as great as people think it is with the, when Kyrie finally plays every game. I think there'll be a point where Kyrie wants the ball and Durant says no. And that's, that
1: relationship is going to start to fringe a little bit. So we'll see. So uh, I agree with everything that you just said in terms there of, we go. Right, we well, well, no, I mean, in terms <laughs> of like taking away, you know, the, the biggest star from each team, of course, you know, that's, you're gonna, you're gonna rule that team out. But uh, I do think that there's a, and, and, and I don't think I'm saying this with, with Homer bias. I think this is, this is a fact. I've no, heard dude, non-Celtics, no. Well, I've, I've heard non-Celtics fans say the same thing. I think that they, if, if you were to look at the top, let's say the rotation, the top Mm -hmm. seven of, uh, you know, across every NBA team, the Celtics are about as deep as well-rounded as you will find currently the way they're playing, obviously defensively as a collective unit. And then just obviously Mm -hmm. the contributions that they're getting from all those guys onto the first couple, you know, with the bench. So I, you know, kind of going back to what Evan was talking about of, you know, what do we still need to see? I think that, you know, for anyone out there with eight games left in the regular season that is saying, there's still that thing, you know, I don't believe in the Celtics yet. I'm not saying pencil them into the finals, but in terms of a deep run, I don't believe yeah. in the Celtics yet. You're just being defiant at this point. You're being defiant because you know, it's anyone can say, well, show me in the playoffs. Fine. But what about the rest of the regular season to get there? What does it take for you to, you know, what's missing to get you to, to fully buy in. so I, you know, I asked the the Twitter community, Mike, and some of the answers that I got. Uh, and I I thought there were some good ones here. Some people said, and I believe in this one. Not having fresh legs, if he may, keeps you know grinding with an eight-man rotation even during blowouts and not getting his starters some rest. Fortunately, he did mm-hmm. against Utah, didn't against OKC, and I think that was part of that that sort of fourth quarter collapse there before they yeah. held on. Uh Bench scoring always always the game, last game last
2: game West Coast road trip. So, yes, second of half, course,
1: it's always yeah. been faster, absolutely. It's always- um bench scoring you know you mentioned obviously Derek White some people are concerned about that getting cold from three-point range which I think you know that's viable they're on a hot streak right Mm now uh Jalen Brown getting double teams with Jason Tatum off the floor and then where does your offense come from you know on a consistent Mm -hmm. basis that's valid um overconfidence which uh, I would be a thing that I would worry about if not for the fact that Tatum and Brown and Smart have been around long enough to have deep runs and to get upset early. Like they've seen both sides of the coin. So the overconfidence yeah. thing, getting cocky, that really doesn't concern me. Um, other teams getting star calls, but not Tatum. The Nets, you know, with Irving available for home games as you hit on. Then, you know, all that range to the other end of the spectrum, which is, you know, do we have enough room for another banner? uh is is uh is is boston going to be so dominant in the playoffs it's actually going to be boring this is you know concern out there from people so you know is is there that one thing just to kind of build on what you were just talking about is there that one thing that you feel like you still need to see having seen championship teams plenty of them in the past is there that one thing this team needs to show you to sort of put them in that same company with all those all those others uh
2: that they can score in the half court and it doesn't have to be a three from the corner. Um, I'd like to see something where they can maybe post the up a little bit on occasion on people. Um, I'd like to see the ball go inside and not necessarily come back out. Uh, like they always say, go inside and then pass to the corner and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I think they need to score in the paint. Um, I need to – in the playoffs, you've got to come up with big numbers in the paint. If you don't, you'll have games where you win, but you'll have games where you get slaughtered if the three doesn't go down. And we've seen – and the, the Celtics defend the three very well, and you see very few uncontested threes – against them usually they're at least contested um so they need to keep that up uh, they can't get down somebody's going to get really hot in a game and beat them maybe where they shouldn't get they're going to lose and they can't let that get to them um a lot of it's going to be mental i mean you got a whole coaching staff that's never been this is all new ground for them um they haven't been through a playoff series and um so that's going to be interesting to see how they react as coaches to this whole situation um so, uh, the, in fact, the more I think about that, there the, the may be more pressure on the coaches than there is on the players right now going into this. Because again, they're the unproven quantity. Um, he's done a wonderful job with them. He's got them to, to listen to him. Um, I think they fear him a little bit. I think he, I think he's a mm-hmm. real hard ass. That's good. They need the hard ass in that locker room. Um, and so the, it's going to be interesting to see. He's gone from like, what? Who's the coach? What, where did he come from? <laughs> to coach of the year, coach of the month, maybe coach of two months. I don't know less. It's going to be hard to vote against him, but this month too. Um, so he's made a big leap from nowhere to somebody. And now he's going to go in the playoffs and, you know, losing the first or second round of the playoffs and all of a sudden, and you're not very good anymore. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they come up with and if he can keep them on the same page. So it, 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 it shouldn't be that hard because again, nobody's doing what they don't do best. And, Tatum is still getting his 25 shots a game. Brown's still getting his 25 shots a game. So um, if, as long as those guys can just stay happy with that and, and move the ball around a little bit and get some other people involved on occasion and have some other people make shots, um, then this team can go a long way because they, they have the rim protector. They have the guy. You, you, you're going to have to have You can't, Al Horford has had a good year blocking shots. And the big reason for this is because they're always, the guys are not looking for Al, they're looking for Rob, trying to figure out where he is when they drive to the basket, because he's so good at coming from off his man to block shots. And that allows Al the opportunity to come from his man and block shots. And he's had a great year, I think, blocking shots, which I didn't expect. So, um, and and he's, he's kind of a question mark in that um, when you talk about minutes, that's the oldest guy on the team. Mm. And, they different minutes now. There's pressure minutes. Every trip up the court is 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 a pressure trip up the court. So um uh, he, he's gotta hold up. And I, but they do a pretty good job arresting him, I think. And and um again, I don't I don't see anything wrong with what's going on right now. And I sort of, to to answer your question um as to what is that big thing, I don't think there is the one thing. I think it's just more of the same That's what we want to We don't wanna see any drastic change the first game of the playoffs, where all of a sudden they're not being the team they were for the first ten minutes as Evan said against um the Utah Jazz, because uh, I agree with him. That was I hadn't seen him play, obviously, in person in a while because he didn't go on the West Coast Road trip. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there in the garden. And go, Holy cow. It, it reminded me, and they, they hate this comparison, but it reminded me of the Georgetown Hoyas back in the Big East days because you always had to count the players out there because it seemed like there were about seven Hoyas out there to get to <laughs> play defense. Um, and that's the way the Celtics were. It's like every guy who got the ball in Utah got double teamed. And they just didn't cope with it. And Dwayne Wade was sitting about four or five seats off to my right. And I, I didn't realize he's a Barcelona now of the, of the Jazz. Mm. Um, and, um, there was a point where, uh, what's his name? Dunman, uh, came Mitchell. over to, yeah. yeah, Dunman came over to, um, to Wade. And I was told afterwards by somebody who was sitting there, he said to Wade, he said, we can't figure out what these guys are doing defensively. We have no clue. Um, and it didn't, it, it, looked it
0: like that it. it looked like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's
2: a good coach. Yeah, yeah, you know he's yeah. a very good. Player. It's mm-hmm. not like there's some guys you know that won't come up with any answers because they don't belong on the sidelines probably to begin with, but he does, and, and, and he didn't seem to be able to come up with any answers what Boston was doing, and that's um, you know, if we can keep that as the question, what what the heck are they doing? You go a long way before people figure out
1: what you are doing. Is Rob Williams the difference for you? Like you, you, you know, you exactly. mentioned him a couple, In the sense that, you know, for years, like you know this, for years, the it's been no matter what they do in the regular season, it's been yeah. But when they get it, a lot of yeah, but when they get to the playoffs, how are they going to defend Embiid? How are they going to defend Giannis? They have no answer for that guy in the middle. Now we have Rob. Like this, barring injury, obviously, and hope that doesn't happen. You know, if mm-hmm. if you have a healthy Rob Williams out there doing what he's done all year to where he's a defensive player of the year candidate. Is he mm-hmm. the, I don't want to say stopper, because we're talking about guys that, you know, you hope to, you know, it's, it's tough to stop and you just hope to contain mm-hmm. them, as, as the yeah. adage goes. But is he the answer? Uh,
2: well, uh, he's, you know, he's the, he's the presence. That, 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 that The substitute, you put um, Tice off the bench and put him in there, it's not the same guy um, who could do the same things, obviously. Uh, so, uh, yes, I think he's a big, big difference. And And, and again, he's getting better every week um he, he, he's just become a better player every time i watch him a week later he, he does things i didn't see him do the week before his confident level is through the roof you see him now talk, directing other players around the court and yelling at other players um he makes clutch free throws something i never saw, thought he would do he's very very good at the end of the game um shooting free throws so um yeah he's a big big difference that was not there um when he came out of training camp it was like he was always, a guy was hurt all the time and then the first part of the year he seemed to be hurt a lot. Wow, is this guy ever going to be able to stay healthy for 25 games? Well, knock on wood, so far he has. Um, and when he stays healthy, he just gets better and better. So it gives them the presence, you know, I, he's not going to stop and bead, for instance. Um, but he, what he is going to do is going to get guys looking around. You saw it be, even the Celtics the other night when they drove the lane, they're trying to figure out where Gobert was all the time. They're always looking over their shoulder and you could see, um, guys were fumbling passes because they're trying to find Gobert before they even get the ball. Um, and so that's what people are starting to do now with Rob. They're starting to look around and try to figure where he's coming from, the park shots. And once they do that, then the Celtics have just
0: where they want them because uh,
2: then there's an indecision. As soon as you get indecision on the part of a point guard on the other team, you're in great shape.
0: Yeah, I remember asking Bob Ryan about this uh, back, I think, at the start of the season and when Rob was just dunking everything and just you know looking like a player that – you know, we haven't seen a lot of it. So I asked Bob, I said, you know, Bob's been around the team longer than pretty much anybody on this planet. (laughs) Have you, is, is Rob like one of one in Celtics history? Because I can't come up with a, a comp for him at all. The athleticism that you see is breathtaking. And and I don't think they've had anybody this athletic since, you know, maybe a young Gerald Green um, and even at a much different size. But the stuff yeah. that he also does in terms of facilitating as an offensive player, as a passer, it's like totally unbelievable. His, his free throw shooting, as you mentioned, like he's a really excellent, confident free throw shooter right now. And it's to the point where it's like at a point, there's a jump shot coming at some point with Rob. It's not right yeah. now. And I appreciate yeah. the fact that he doesn't try it right now, but mm-hmm. at some point that's going to, that's going to happen too. I, yeah. I just don't know if, if I've seen anyone like him. In 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 Celtics history, and since we have you on the program and you've been around the team for a little bit, does he remind you of anybody, or is this truly a one of one scenario here? No, I think it's
2: truly a one on one scenario. I can't I can't think of anyone even remotely who does that. Um, I pose a question to you, and I pose a question to Adam too. Um, five years from now, rate right for me: number one, Tatum; number two, Brown; and number three, um, Rob Williams. In you got a order. You, you got an
0: order are. that I would put it in right there. I like Rob a lot, but Jalen's yeah. offensive ability as a as a a, a a guy that can really start to finish through contact right now. That's the one thing about Jalen that's really impressed me: the physicality at the rim, being yeah. able to body guys off him, have people bounce off and finish the play ahead of the line. That's been for me a huge thing with Jalen. And I've said this about Jalen for years, and the past two years to come to fruition. I think Jalen's going to be a top five transition player in the league. And I've always said this because of his burst, his speed. It's just the dribble had to catch up. Now the dribble's caught up, and he's an absolute nightmare in transition. So as much as I love Rob and his mm-hmm. unicorn ability, I still think it's Tatum, Brown, and Rob. And, they're, and Tatum, drop a level, and Brown and, and Rob are right there. But I'm assuming you probably have something maybe a little bit different.
2: Yeah, I like Rob. I, I think Rob has a chance to be like a superstar in this league if he can get the jump shot. Mm. Um, if, he, if he takes the offseason and suddenly develops a 15-foot jump shot, I mean, will be you won't be able to deal with this kid at all. Um, because he brings the defensive presence that neither one of the other two guys bring. Now, this has to say they're not good defensive players, but he he is a top five defensive player, defensive player of the year, people are talking about first team all defense. People are talking about if he gets an offense, which is I mean, every time you look at the box score, he's six for eight, seven for nine. I mean, he doesn't he gets baskets, but they're close. If he can develop a fifteen foot jump shot, that's all he needs. Then he suddenly goes from being a 10 or 12 point a game guy to a 20 and 22 point a game guy mm. who's getting 12 15 rebounds a game and is blocking four or five shots and is generally causing havoc out there
1: so um, my he, guy I'd, well sorry to cut you off I was gonna say I'd, I'd go in the same order of, of Tatum Brown Rob but I think the bigger thing and this is what you're alluding to is you know for years it's been they have Tatum they have Brown they need a third guy I think they've had right. the third guy all along they were just waiting for him I think Rob it's Williams, right. you know, this, this is, this is your, if, if everything holds anyway, in terms of, you know, keeping these guys, cause you've already got them locked up for a little while. Yeah. This is your next big three. This is the
2: incarnation. No question. no question. And you, and, and it makes Marcus smart a four, which probably makes him maybe the best four you'll find in the league. Who's rated fourth on this particular on a team. Um, and, and again, the guys, I can't emphasize enough the guys. I was so glad to see Tice come back. I was a big Tice guy when he was here. He just, he's, he, does the stuff that people don't want to do? He sets the screens, he runs the floor. He just does all that junk you hear top coaches talk about. Um, and so, again, if we can keep all these guys on the right page, and, and White stops getting forty eight percent of his shots to go down, um, then I think you really, if you're if you're, you're going into the playoffs thinking like, I got a good hand here. I got, I got some cards I can really play.
1: Um, See so ya. Yeah. That's my wife leaving. Uh, <laughs> She want to stop by. She can talk Celtics too. She's welcome. Yeah, she, could. she could too. <laughs> I she believe ran, it. She,
2: she ran the biggest television Network for a long time. So
1: is that right? She, yeah. She
2: tends to flash back on that. on me. but um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I do, I do. Um, I, I do think they're going in with a good hand and, and I don't think there's any real question marks. I think the big thing is health is going to be the big thing for every one of these teams. Like I said, I mean, what is going on down there? By the way, I have not had the, uh, chance to look into it like I should have it with the Miami thing and Spolster and, and Butler what happened
1: well I Butler and Udonis Haslam were getting into it on on the bench and then you know Spolster after the fact was just talking about passionate guys fiery attitudes these things happen they're not always so well, did, you, did you see what media, but...
0: did you see the the clip of what he said to Butler though you I I only said, get the one he angle gonna, of it. said he was going to F and kill him, right? Wasn't no, not uh, He asked oh. Butler, he asked Butler a question and, and Spo's eyes are like ginormous. He's like, do you want to fight me? Is that what you said? <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened. I have no clue what happened, but I think extremely highly of Eric Spolster. I think he's continually the most underrated coach in all of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that people keep discounting the heat is I think a slap in the face to what that guy can scheme up. And I think if you're asking – if you're trying to fight your head coach who has accomplished a hell of a lot more than – and I'm not trying to bring Jimmy Butler down, but yeah. Eric Spolster has won NBA championships, albeit with LeBron James and that, that crew. But, yeah. like, I, I'm not quite sure what's going on down there. I just know Kyle Lowry wanted none of it. He got up and left and then try to call right. timeout out in the middle of the huddle that where people are I just know Kyle Lowry wants nothing to do with it and that should tell you a little bit cuz Kyle Lowry's a guy that's a no-nonsense guy trying to win a ring this is maybe yeah. the last time he's going to have a shot to do so
2: yeah yeah I don't um I had no idea Jimmy Butler was as good as he was until I watched him a couple close last year and he's he's mm-hmm. really good player um but yes, yeah, if he's not getting along with Bolster, that's a problem. And as good a coach as I agree with you is, he's not winning any championships without Butler playing 40 minutes a game or close to it.
1: Let's um, take one, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was. I was all I had in that. All right. <laughs> Let's take one quick break, tell you that uh, it's that time of year, obviously. We've all been watching college basketball front and center right now. The tournament narrowing to the field of the Elite Eight. You had uh, Gonzaga, the top overall seed, go down. Arizona went down. Brackets are busted everywhere. If you're looking to wager this year, bet online. It's your top spots. For all your updated odds and information along with great contests, including of course the bracket contest where you have the chance to take home the top prize. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. It's betonline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 to get you started. Bet online, your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games as well. The fastest, the easiest place to wager on all the popular sports and games, college and pro. Doesn't matter what you're looking for. Celtics, by the way, plus 850 to win the championship this year. Keep an eye on that. Uh, bet online. <laughs> where where the game starts I know you should have gotten them when it was like 60 to 1
0: back in January but It was plus like plus 3,000 a long yeah. time ago yeah. Yeah. I stopped putting um, the odds In the read because it was such It was, oh, de- yeah, it was demoralizing so I'm not putting like, how embarrassing at- these odds are In the read at all whatsoever But now that they're plus 850 is really yeah. good
1: value
2: right now who do, you, who do you guys like to win this game?
1: Oh boy, well I I did like Gonzaga <laughs> So <laughs> my, my <laughs> opinion Doesn't matter all that much um, Villanova obviously is a really impressive team. I like them I a lot.
0: Right, yeah. love that guy. What yeah, about you? Too. Oh, Villanova. I think is.
2: Yeah. they're a lock. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't see anybody can beat them. I don't. You know, they, they, they. they they just go out and they play honest basketball. They cover you man-to-man. They go after you. And they get a bunch of guys who all are the same. And you are look at the pros and all, all these guys are all between 6'5 and about 6'8. And they all weigh about 220 pounds. And, and they play really tough defense and they can score. Um, and he's just done such a great job of getting the same type of kid over and over and over again. Pascal, we saw him play the other night. Hmm. He, uh, Bridget, the kid out in uh, Phoenix, is really good. Um, they just got a lot of good players now um, coming through that program. And I don't see, you know, does I, I, he have North Carolina tomorrow? Exactly.
0: Yes. And I have to hold that?
1: up. I have to look at what's. He uh, what's
0: plays up today, don't they? Okay. Who? North Carolina. Does the North Carolina play today? I'll today tell you. Yeah.
2: No, did I say North Carolina. I meant to say, um, does he have Duke? Is it is Villanova Duke the next game? Did they play?
0: That's a good question. I my my tournament. That's my pick. I think Duke's going to win just for the. You know, the pageantry of Coach K at this point.
1: Aren't you supposed to be going with Providence? Pro- Providence over Kansas? You. Oh, I like Providence over Kansas. I'll take the points there. Seven and a half. I'll take. Uh So it's Villanova-Houston and Arkansas-Duke. Oh, see, that's Ooh. good. They can beat Houston. They can. Yeah, that's good. It's the it's the win it for the Gipper year for Coach K.
0: Now, for Musselman's, I'm telling you, man, that, that guy can coach his ass off. That guy, he loves – all the negative things they'll say about how they have no shot. They, they feed into that. I love that.
1: <laughs> we were yeah. talking, Mike, obviously. Well, we've, we've talked a lot about Tatum and Brown, as, as everybody yeah. should. I Just for for giggles the other day, while we were watching that out of the jazz, I, I put on Twitter, you know, is, is there a young duo in the NBA, age 25 or younger, that you'd rather have than Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? And most people said, you know, of course not. Some people scoffed and said, young duo? Any duo, there's no other duo I'd want in the NBA, let alone young guys over Tatum and Brown with the importance of, of wings. And obviously there's some, some Celtics fan bias in there as well. Some people mentioned, uh, you know, not quite there yet, but maybe they could get there. Booker and Ayton, uh, Mobley and Garland, uh, John Morant and Triple J there in Memphis, uh, Luca and, uh, you know, Broomstick with the, uh, <laughs> we, we know how good obviously he is, but you know, how, uh, what I, what I was thinking about, with regard to you, is you've seen a lot of basketball, obviously, and, and never mind the NBA, but a lot of basketball in Boston in particular over the last four decades. How does this duo of Tatum and Brown stack up against other duos that we've seen here? Like who Bird and McHale? Type sure. Of I mean, any, you name it. I mean, obviously that one comes NBA to mind. You know, that's, that's, that's my T-shirt right here, Bird and McHale, as a matter of there fact. There you go. See?
2: Nice. nice. Didn't see that the whole time. It was just our jam. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, it, offensively, I'm not sure there's been a twosome like this. Um, they're capable of getting you. Both of them have had 50-point nights, anything, haven't they? Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that says a lot. Uh, yeah, I, they're right there. I mean, they're right there. I can't think of anybody who I would say in my mind comes quickly. Bird McHale off your T-shirt instantly comes to mind. Um, Antoine and Paul comes to mind but they've never won anything, so that it's hard to take them all that seriously. Mm. Um, and and you know, winning is winning is really important obviously. Um but I, I always get in the debate when people want to talk about Michael Jordan, and they want to say who's the best player ever. Well, if you and then they go, Well who you compare him to LeBron, they'll say, well, Michael had X amount of championships. LeBron only has this amount. Well, if you're going to compare that, then Bill Russell was the best player in basketball by far, because he had twice as many championships as Michael Jordan. Mm. And then you get on the list and Tommy's better than Michael Jordan. And Kuzi's better than Michael <laughs> Jordan. Uh, so you get, you can't throw out NBA titles as, as, as a criteria to judge. So, um, so I, I won't knock the Antoine and Paul in not winning anything. They were entertaining as hell. Um, but they, they didn't win anything. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say, you know, I don't go back to Havlicek and who's running around JoJo White and that, that crew. But um, I, I guess you could say they're 1-2, one, 1-2-3. Two, one, two, they're in a they're in discussion, that's for sure. That's is Tater, is you, the go around the league. you go around the league. There are some people around the league, I think. Um, Memphis. Memphis, I think, here's a good one for you. I think Memphis wins the West. I think they're in the finals. Really? I think. Think they're that good. Yep. Despite what we've seen from the Suns and the Warriors, huh? Oh, the Suns, yeah. Suns have really done it. He's done a great job with that team. Um, the Warriors, I'm not sure of, uh, they got some issues and Curry's not playing He'd like the Curry we know. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I don't think Golden State's a factor, to be honest with you. Um, I think Memphis is a surprise that's going to come out of the West. I could, you could, you could hit have Memphis and Boston.
0: That'd be a lot be of a, fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah would be a really fun
2: series. You bring that kid. That kid loves the lights. Yeah. He loves them.
0: It's awesome, though. It's 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 so – like, and for a small market team like Memphis, to land a guy like that who has captivated the entire league is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody talks about the Knicks and moving – somehow shoehorning Zion to New York or, you know, the Lakers' exceptionalism and all that. like, it is so amazing that this young – athletic dynamo of a point guard who is a highlight reel every night has landed in Memphis, a place where, you know, a fan base that really loves basketball. I mean, if you go mm-hmm. back to the grit and grind Memphis days, yeah. Did they win anything? No. But were they competitive? Yes. They play a brand of basketball, keep people who get behind the grit and grind Grizzlies. Yeah. People, that, yeah. it's an electric arena when things are going really well and they have arguably the most electric guy in the league right now with Ja, And it's, and it's not just Ja though. I mean, the game they had the other night, it was it last night where Desmond Bain had, yeah,
1: Bain 48 like, or
0: whatever and, 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 and had Good a huge game winning shot and, mm. and the whole, the whole teams around him when Cassidy Hubworth is interviewing him after the game and everybody, yeah. I mean, the, the, the chemistry out there is, is quite something. I, I, there's a lot, basketball has been really amazing this year. There's a lot of really awesome, unique, wonderful storylines out there. Like, the Chris Paul renaissance in Phoenix is great, along with Booker. Terrific. Mm-hmm. We know Boston, Memphis. I mean, I know people don't watch a ton of them, but, like, the Orlando Magic are, like, kind of fun to watch. Like, they have some some guys. Wow. There's, there's there's a lot of fun stuff. He, he said out. they're fun
1: to watch. He didn't say they're good.
0: No, yeah, they're fun good. to watch, though. <laughs> fun you know, to they're watch. Fun to, it's not like they're, your normal Orlando teams. And even, like – Well, Brett, so they, I mean, they they the Celtics were fun to watch in Brad
1: Stevens' first year. They won 25 games.
0: I know but like it's like fun to watch cuz they try crazy. hard crazy this is just we're in a good we're in a good spot like talent around the league is unbelievable and yeah. every and and there's more coming i mean i well, hmm. you, you can see it throughout basketball i mean all
2: the all the one seeds gone i mean the, this NCAA tournament shows you that the to the, the St. peters of the world can go out there with kentucky and compete Mm-hmm. And, and get to a game and go to overtime and say, oh, geez, a great effort by those guys. They've, but they're going to lose here in overtime because Kentucky's going to the Kentucky. Instead, Kentucky gets their tail kicked in the overtime by these guys who make all their free throws, uh, against Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky meanwhile, is bricking every, they were what, one for six or one for seven, some free throw shooting in, in the overtime. Um, and so, yeah, I think talent, the talent level, I guess is what I'm trying to say, has gotten very even. You know, you you got kids from small colleges who come in and they play, and you go, "Wow, he can, he get that kid can really play." they the point guard for Villanova this year. I think he he's Peyton Pritchard all over again at Gillespie. It's hmm. the same same player, same type of thing. Um, he'll end up as his backup point guard for a long time in the league uh, because he's smart like like Pritchard is. Um, but anyway, that's going off on from a tangent there.
1: Well, while you're talking about Pritchard, though, is there a – like, Evan and I – I'm not going to pretend, Mike, you're out there listening to Celtics Beat every single week, although you should, and you can subscribe on iTunes if you'd like to have that uh, notification sent right to your phone. We have been talking all season long, <laughs> since the off season. like, please, for the love of all that is holy – Get Peyton Mm -hmm. Pritchard in this rotation. While he's out there, you know, he's sitting on the bench getting the DNP CDs, you know, Schroeder's ahead of him and Richards is ahead of him and Pritchard's just not getting an opportunity and he may sticking with, you know, that firm eight man rotation. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, please just give this guy a shot, give him a chance. This, this can at least potentially be the guy that can sort mm-hmm. of be that microwave that can give you that spark plug three point shooting offense off the bench mm-hmm. that we so desperately have been calling for. And, you know, we'll see obviously come the postseason. If it is in fact sustainable, he's got himself mm-hmm. in a position where at least he's got the opportunity. But I just, mm-hmm. it's, I, I, I just, I, I bask in, in, <laughs> in, be, in, in being thankful that at least he's got the chance now because I don't really know. Whatever happened for him to fall out of favor before he ever got the opportunity after being a consistent part of the rotation last year under Brad?
2: Okay, again, I have no inside information on this, but I I think I think there was an understanding with schroeder that they would play him a lot, and that they would probably end up moving him when they during the time they're going to move him. But from the beginning of the year when he signed, I think there was some sort of an understanding there for like a better way to put it that he would get a lot of minutes so that his value he could keep his value reasonably high to get more money when he went to wherever he was going to go. So Pritchard had to be the odd man out on that. But as soon as he was gone, you know, Pritchard su- suddenly got those minutes. Uh, it helped that uh, the other kid whose name I always keep forgetting. Smith. Neesmith went down. That helped and opened up more minutes again with that ankle sprain. Um, he popped in, in the game the other night. I was like, whoa, where's he been? Hmm. Um, and uh, But, you know, Pritchard has established now himself ahead of Neesmith. In terms of who's going to get minutes, so um, I think we'll see it. He's going to get the opportunity. Whether he can hit, he certainly can't hit the same run out threes in a row, or whatever he had on the trip. But um, he's, he can. Uh, he'll get an opportunity to play. And he's, you know, he, he's he's a good defender. He's tenacious. He sticks yeah. his nose in there. Mm-hmm. He, he, he a defla- big deflection kind of guy. You keep um, keep track of those, which a lot of coaches swear by. That um, he's always getting a hand somewhere in the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to get the message to you know, get the chance to show us what I think he can do. See, I think he can be a very, very good off the bench guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he, he's a starter, but I think he can be an off the bench guy and be a backup point guard and be one of oh, the really top great. backup point
1: guards in the league. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, in the, uh, in, in the interest of time, because there's a couple more things I want to get to before we let you go. Uh, obviously, you know, we we've mentioned a lot of Celtics greats on this show. Well, you were front and center. Uh, at uh, Kevin Garnett's jersey retirement ceremony, there on the mic on the court, and just a uh, just a it was a it was a great day, just a great day at the Garden. I thought it was an unbelievable ceremony put on by the Celtics and and you and everybody that was involved in it. Obviously, mm-hmm. from the reunion of the t- 2018 to the most importantly, the reconciliation of of that group, uh, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and 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 Paul Pierce. And one of the things that has been a a big talking point. Since to you know at least a sort of unimportant talking point with regard to what's going on with the team this year, obviously, but Kevin Garnett mentioned Ray Allen as like you know you're next you're next, and we don't need to have that conversation because I don't believe Ray Allen is next, but you know it it did get me thinking who would be next you know recognized and i I made the case we were talking to Ian Thompson on the show earlier this week, and i I think that you know it, it could be a few years, but uh, Danny Ainge, not the number 44, but Ainge, you know, like, as, like, Lasky, Ainge in the rafters, okay. you know, recognizing <laughs> his contributions to the organization, especially if this team, which has his fingerprints all over it, goes out mm-hmm. and wins a championship. But, uh, w- what I'm building toward is, you know, as, as we're, you know, joined by a Hall of Famer I and mean, you, wh- what about you? Uh, like, I, I I'm <laughs> upset. Well, seriously though, like Chick, Chick Hearn what has a ba- me, huh? well, what Chick about- Hearn has a banner in LA from the Lakers. <laughs> You know, yes, it's sir. it's not like this isn't this isn't some like asinine thought on my part, and I, I realized that you know I
2: appreciate I, it.
1: J- like Johnny appreciate, Most clearly what the
2: thought is. I appreciate it. well, that like jo-
1: Johnny Most, I, mean. I understand doesn't have you know a banner in the rafters, but like He's got a microphone. well, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like I could see another microphone in the rafters for Mike Gorman. I I don't. Know. <laughs> that is that's so
2: far away from anything I ever thought was going to happen to me in my life that it's hard to even. Conceive,
1: but thanks for having that idea see what you
2: see me
1: sell <laughs> it <laughs> make a call see what i can do but yes. it's i mean look i i don't know how much longer you want to do this obviously you're going to go as as long as you want to go nobody's kicking you out the door and, and we love you know, listening to you every single night. But I think that, like, obviously, whether it's something in the rafters, whether it's some sort of like the the Mike Gorman press box, I don't know what, it, like some recognition <laughs> is coming down the line to to celebrate you. And I think that would be a very appropriate one. Well, thank you. And, and I, I'm flattered that you would think that way. Uh,
2: I'll I tell you who's next number to be retired, though. And hey, Marcus Smart. Really? Marcus, Marcus yeah. Smart set up his career here which I think he will now that this has gone by. They have him through, what, two more years, I think, in salary?
1: Um, he might even be – He, he, just, he just got he extended year, he? just signed in the off season. so It might be three more after this year. Like yeah, so, more, yeah. so my, my point is that he's
2: probably not going to go into sales. This is probably where he's going to play out the string in Boston. Um, so that could be a number. I would put his number up there if he, again, played out his career in Boston and maybe we steal one, get a flag here while he's here now that, Riding the duck boats.
1: It'd be nice. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, would I mean, you've, you've got a few guys on this team that, you know, if if obviously they stick around and, and they win a banner or two, you know, mm-hmm. Aiden Brown, smart, like there's there's oh, potential sure. there
2: for all of them. No question. No, and, and, and don't forget Rob Williams, again, depending on how things play out down the line. But I guess Marcus is the more immediate because he's more likely to, to retire before either one of those other guys are, are likely to retire.
1: Sure. Um, Although he's got kind of a ways to go. Like he's, he's not even a decade in the league yet. I know he it feels 20, like he's been around 20, forever, but, it, but it's
2: not maybe 26,
1: 27. Tw- yeah. 27, I think. Yeah. 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 27, yeah. yeah.
2: So he, you know, you figure he, he's got three years, four years at, at the peak of his abilities and then probably has another down year. So he's probably got five or six years left that he's a very effective player. Combine that with what he has already. If they would be put a championship in the middle of all that, I would put his number up in a heartbeat.
1: Not to, not to take us back, Mike, but now I feel like I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. How much longer do we get to listen to you? Um, a while. <laughs> I, I, I like I, a I, while. That's good. Yeah, probably not, probably two years.
2: If you were, if you were trying to pin me down, I'd say two years. Um, I, I'd like to. I don't know whether how much I want to go on the road, so I'm going to have to have that discussion with with, with both the Celtics and, and stuff. But if we can reach some sort of agreement there, um, I would say a couple of years. See, if you would asked me that again three months ago, I might have said maybe a year. But <laughs> now it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but now I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, I'm really so long the team's fun to shoot. watch. They're fun to watch. They're playing the game now the way the game should be played, which I didn't think they were in the first 25 games of, of this year, and I didn't think they played at all last year. I thought they became a just ridiculous three-point shooting team last year. So um, I like the way they play the game now. I like the spirit with which they play it. I don't care if they don't know who I am or not, that, that it's not a big deal to me one way or the other. Um, and I just want to sit there in the garden and watch good basketball being played. Um, and I think there's a chance we're all going to see that over the next two, three years. Um, I, w- I would not, uh, I would be a champion to put Danny's name or something up there um, because he's he's just given his life to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be some return there.
1: Um,
2: yeah, so I, again, back to your original question. Two years at least, I hope.
1: That'd be great. Sounds good to me. Sounds
0: entertaining. <laughs> Just keep playing. Yeah, like good. We're good. Any, any deviation, then we got to re—we got to rethink everything. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I was talking about this with Adam, and I've said this a bunch. You know, the beginning of the year was—it wasn't a, a chore to watch this team, but it wasn't like no, it my was. Favorite it video, felt like work. You know, it was, but now, <laughs> right. yeah, it now work. I'm at points where it's like I'm mad when they don't play. It's like, oh man, I, you know. I, I, like Wednesday night, like my whole, my whole day revolves around, okay, I gotta be in front of my TV at 737 ready for tip off. And mm-hmm. I have so much time I get done with work to get all the stuff I need to get done, but it's all I get done by 737 because once that, once that, you know, ball gets tipped in the air, I'm not moving. I'm staying mm-hmm. right there where I'm not going anywhere. This team is just, the turnaround has been amazing. And I guess the only thing I, my last question for Mike would be about Ime and this coaching staff because this team looked so, stuck in a lot of old habits mm-hmm. the first half of the year, but they they've done an amazing job of sticking with it and, and being hard on guys and, and, and trying to do the best they can to, mm-hmm. to not only change habits for individual guys, but team collectively too. Like we all need mm-hmm. to share the ball more. We all need to get back. And like, there's just a lot of changes that have happened in terms of first year head coaching. I, I I'm not, I mean, I, Brad was a good first year at a coach. He just didn't have the roster that this particular team has. He had, mm-hmm. he, right. he had, he had a couple of, uh, you know, uh, guys that were just placeholders at that particular time. Yeah. But I was still, regardless, I was still impressed with some of the things that they were able to do with that particular team. Uh, I'll never forget watching Gerald Wallace throw a pass to Jeff Green in the corner in Miami and win a game yeah. at the buzzer and, and, yeah. and yeah. knowing right there, I was like, these guys look different different guy out of timeouts for sure. But in terms of the first year head coaches, I, I am just significantly impressed with how they've been able to turn these around. And, and I don't know. Cause we, we spend so much time placing blame on people constantly mm-hmm. last yeah. off season. It was, Oh, it's Danny's fault. Oh, it's Brad's fault. Oh, it's Tate. I don't know if we're doing a good enough job this year with, with the opposite, giving guys a lot of credit, you know, and <laughs> you, you no know, blame pie, a credit pie. Yeah, because I, I think this is really a remarkable team right now. And, and I and I pounded the table for Imei as much as I possibly could on the Internet for the people that would listen to me because um, I really believed in his background and his history and being a former player and working for Popovich and all that stuff. But this staff has done an amazing job. I, I And Brad putting this team – I just don't know if we're giving enough credit to the people that deserve more credit than we do. Am I wrong on that, Mike? No, you're not wrong at all. Um, but I, I,
2: you touched on something that I tried to touch on at the end of, uh, at the beginning of the post game show the other night when we do that Tommy award thing. Um, this, I hope people stop analyzing, stop, but uh, it was right after Chris Forsberg, he just buried me with another fact that I didn't understand what he was talking about with some field goal percentage <laughs> ratio, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right, like, like just stop, like just hold it a second. Just sit back and relax and watch this team play. This is special. What's going on right now? I can't think of any other team I've ever been involved with in college pros or even a league I've been involved with where it's a a team that was just a 500 bunch that didn't seem to like each other become the love boat and win 21 out of 24 games and look like favorites now headed into the playoffs. Um, Celtic fans should sit back and just enjoy that. And, 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 and and don't worry what the effective field goal percentage this guy is as opposed to somebody else, just watch the friggin' game and enjoy it. Um, and, um, Again, you, you mentioned everything. It's true. Uh, that first quarter of the night, that was fun. I didn't, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't even want to call the game. I wanted to sit there with the crowd. You know, one of these days I'm just going to say, Hey, you want the experience with like me in the building? I'm not going to say anything for the next 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> and seriously, and just let it play. And, you know, the, the, the crowd in Boston is so good. I mean, they get, they're right there. They want to explode. They would, you know, from the time Kevin Garnett read that primal scream and brought it into the, the uh, uh, into the lexicon of what the Celtics were. They really want to the crowd is there and wants to make noise. They want to get behind this team. And um, to just sit there in the building, you don't need me and you don't need scal. You just, just sit there in the building and watch the game and, and um it's 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 worth watching right now. And you couldn't say that about the as while ago, but it's worth it's definitely worth watching. It it's it's special. I mean tell me the last time the other team went twenty one or twenty four. I don't think yeah. so.
1: Might go back to like oh eight, oh nine, something like that. You <laughs> might go, go back to fifty. 50. 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, eight games left in the regular season. The next one is Sunday against the Timberwolves that is at the garden. Hopefully we'll have just as uh entertaining and invigorating a start. We can all sit back and just watch and enjoy it. The playoffs are coming, they're rapidly approaching, a couple weeks away, and this team Sites on the number one seed in the East. We'll see if it ends up happening. Again, we are powered by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Mike, always a pleasure having you on. Truly, it's uh, It's a great time. Hopefully we can, uh I don't know, bug you again in the postseason maybe. All right. I count on it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right. For Mike, for Evan, I'm Adam. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find us. We greatly appreciate it. This has been another edition of Self-Speed. We'll talk to you next week.